Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Best of Worst of British, where we, each week we review a terrible British film. We are gluttons for punishment, it must be said. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> this is this is quite prime punishment, I oh, think, absolutely. as it goes. Now the voices you're hearing there are, first of all, let's go to my left. That is me. Hello, I am Thomas Hodkinson. And to my right. Maybe there are too many immigrants. Oh, you mean that? <laughs> not, that not that kind of right. Okay, different That's right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Lorcan Mullen. And I am Michael Bell, your host for this week. Basically, the rules of this show, if you've not figured out this now is the third episode, is that each of us will take turns having to make more copious notes. You are the play-by-play announcer <laughs> for this one. You are the Jim Ross to our Jerry Lawler and... Booker T, I'm not sure. Booker T! <laughs> now, for this one, I somehow pulled the short straw. This week, we are watching Diana. Now, when we recorded the last one, you literally had no idea what this was going to be about. All you knew was the title. <laughs> Let me just guess. Is it about a woman named Diana? <laughs> yeah, and I saw, uh, you know, 2013. I was like, okay, that's new, you know, modern technology. It'll look, it'll look half decent. Naomi Watts, she's been in good films. She blows hot and cold. She so... is the, the most bipolar. The, one minute she's in a really well-respected love film. Yeah, Mulholland Drive. But my guess would be when the next Sight and Sound poll comes out, that might be the first film of like the 21st century to be in the top 10 greatest films oh, of yeah. all time. But then she'll do something like Movie 43. Or uh, the one recently, The Book of Henry. Look, we all need to make cash, yeah, and yeah. I really hope she got a lot of money for uh, this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if for the wigs, if nothing else. The most famous woman in the world. The Princess of Wales, we can all be thankful as we look forward to the future. Humanity's only defence against landmines is to stop manufacturing them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Dr. Hasnat Khan. I feel like I can make a contribution. Well, perhaps I can show you around. I don't know how to contact you. Well, I'm like most people. I've got a mobile. It's still possible you might be queen one day. It's all right, me coming here. Charles and I live separate lives. It's not going to be possible for you and I to go anywhere without a million people swarming all over us. I'm a princess and I get what I want. Cover yourself with this blanket and lie down in the back. She says that you are a young lioness. I want to tell you something confidential. There's been a rumor. Pakistani heart surgeon. Are you getting a divorce? How did you get this number? Are you getting a divorce? How did you get this number? We can't simply be a man and a woman. But you must have known that from the start. I haven't the faintest idea how to manage this maelstrom that you have created. Members of your staff feel that they've been exposed to an element of danger. You've received an invitation from Holy Fire. Say yes. Hasnat, it's me. I really want you to call me. What's happening? Looking right at you. Did you get some more shots? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Good. What is she up to? I can't seem to live without you. They always say that when they're saying goodbye. The government minister has called you a loose cannon. Diana! This is Diana. I can't take your call right now. Please leave a message. 
a future account. I checked out on this film five times. <laughs> to keep five sittings. This one five took sittings, me. This yeah. one took me two sittings, and I'm I'm pretty good at that usually. But yeah, two sittings. I had and to then tap a, out. <laughs> two sittings and then a follow up viewing. Wow, because I, I I really do hate myself <laughs> <laughs> and the people that made this film. But let's talk about. I mean, that's commitment. This, this I mean, this is a film about Princess Diana. I mean, the, the second that you saw the news story when you were when we were all would have been like pre like early teens or, or was pre- it was on. I was watching. Yeah, I remember the day I was watching uh, cartoons and I was really annoyed because it stopped the cartoons. But you right. knew that like I, there's going to be films of this. There's going to be stories in this. I remember like another example when uh, when Amy Winehouse died recently. I thought, well, some young actress that we don't know yet's going to have a breakthrough role with this biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting fact though, I was actually in Paris the day she died. Wow, the tunnel she crashed. Was it you. We went, <laughs> me and my family went through that exact tunnel hours before she crashed into the bugger. Wow! Yeah, I mean, it was like the, the, I, I didn't see the Reaper, but I could just feel his presence. Did you yeah. like, like you're in the car, you know, you just finished a can of Coke. Ah, uh, well, don't chuck it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what cool we're... explosion. Right, I'm sleepy now. I think for me, for me, I was just I've woken up uh, in the morning. I think it was like 30, 31st of August or so. It was about. Around the time you're about to go back to school, yeah. I remember that, and uh, just the TV, and it was just the news, and I was baffled by that for a while. You know, you're in that woozy state. I mean, I'm I'm a young boy, so it's school holidays, but I'm still getting up at like seven o'clock in the morning because you know there's life to be lived. I still thought at that age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this, was this the day your optimism died? <laughs> I tell you what, this what this was though was it was the first instance of me starting to realise I was out of step with the rest of the country. Or that there could be a mass hysteria that can affect a large portion of the country that I would not subscribe to. Like, I could see the hypocrisy in the papers. I didn't understand why so many people were so heartbroken about the death of someone that they'd never met, didn't know, and had no reason to be as upset as they were. See, I was 10. I was fucked off. They cancelled Rugrats for it. So, the film opens with a title saying it is the 31st of August, 1997. Ooh. That's the day she died. <gasps> This will give me a short film. Are they going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> then we go to a car that's waiting outside a big fancy hotel in Paris. Ooh. We then zoom up and Diana's getting ready to leave. It's just one long tracking shot. That's what it like. is. The shot was good. In fact, it was good. But it's all about like, that sense of ominous foreboding and everything. And, and already, already the bad taste is starting mm. to well up in your mouth. At one point, she sort of stops and looks back. She walks down. That the was corridor, like, yeah. uh, unless there's actual documentable evidence, that's proper. Like, oh, she could have stopped it. No, she, <laughs> Diana know? knew the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's what they're implying, <laughs> exactly, basically. Exactly. That she was a fortune teller. <laughs> Diana, time traveler. <laughs> So we have Diana, and she's ready to go out to get into the ca- uh, taxi. She's tossing herself up, ready to go. And like Lorcan just said, she's walking down the corridor to get the lift, and she stops, has this big moment of pause with this look on her face. Just just looks ominous. They go to a lift. Fade to black. Can I just point out, I, I actually did like the idea of what they did in the lift to mock up with the CCTV. Yeah. You know the CCTV footage we've all seen of a woman in a lift? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just... I, I think they did well with that. Again, it was, it was to give that kind of documentary feel, I guess. Yeah. Which, again, is just like... It's, it's like Crime Watch reenactments or something. <laughs> Were you in this lift with a blonde lady? <laughs> <laughs> were you in Paris on the 31st of August? You were! You were. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on 
from the blower. Bring them up. Bring them up. What's Paris like? I've got it. Sorry to just no, break Paris like? Oh, what was the atmosphere yeah, like? Yeah, of course, actually. Um, I mean, there are some we, we people left, well, anyway. We left before she passed away and before everything had happened. What, you had the pillow? Yeah. <laughs> you, timed that, you timed that suspiciously well if you were there only a few hours. Yeah, we have like a history of my family going on holiday and like having horrific atrocities happen. There is always going to be an inherent campy kitchenness to the royal family and Princess Diana, like like there was with Marilyn Monroe and, and people like them. And I mean, you look at it now. There's this obsession with the royals when it comes to poor Meghan Markle. Yeah, just wants to get married to a ginger bloke. Yeah, and he just happens to be royalty. Well. No. <laughs> in air quotes which are not good for a podcast and it's just like the poor girl is just like a standard actress from it's not like she didn't America. know yeah but at the yeah. same time she's been tra- I, I, yeah. I work in a shop I see I see the headlines in papers and magazines like on the daily basis she is getting treated like shit. Well, they're shit. like saying, oh, she grew up near, like, Compton and the Hood. And she went to a private school in, like, the <laughs> well-off town a few miles away yeah. from Compton. But for the atmosphere in Paris, we went there on the same time that the Pope was visiting. Well, it was all... It was all, it was all kicking oh, yeah. Pope was around, ton of Catholics, Diana died. It was an amazing time. Um, and we tried going up the Eiffel Tower, and it was just full of people just trying to have a look at the Pope. Yeah. Uh, you remember, was he at the Eiffel Tower? He was round. Hi, Pope! Hi! <laughs> Hi, you Popeness! <laughs> I was at, remember when the Pope came to Birmingham Reece, no. a few years oh, ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First time he visited Britain in my lifetime, and he literally went, he stopped at a place that was down the road from where I lived. What, Broad Street? It was insane. No, no, no not just Broad Street, it was, it was the Hackney Road. <laughs> he went down Walkabout for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a, a near uh, future yes, podcast. Yes, we won't, I'm not going to give things away, but maybe do a bit of research, listener. Um, but yeah, and it was just so weird, it's so weird about, uh, there was like protesters, and, and but like obviously loads of people as well just wanted to see the Pope. And they were all bunched around, like, right where he was going to go, like the seminary or wherever it is in, on the Hagley Road in Bilbao, he was visiting. <laughs> and uh, and so we just did the very logical thing of walking about half a mile further up where there's next mm. to no one. So there's, like, long gaps between us. And there's the Pope in his Pope-mobile travelling. Oh, and he just, amazing. And all he has in his, like, line of sight for this brief stretch is just us two. And he just sort of waves when we go, Hi, Pope. All right. <laughs> you right, you holding it? Yeah. And this wasn't the, the current good Pope. This was like the... <laughs> this was like the Colin Baker of the Pope oh, era. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. See, I think that if the Queen knocked about in a Queen-mobile, I know she's got the big flash car, people would like her more. People don't like the royal family because they're miserable bastards. Well, but I like the prospect them in, in a mobile. What would you describe yourselves as, anyway? Would you say you're royalists, republicans, in, in that sense? I think that... Cromwell was right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He was Irish Catholic here. He wasn't all right. <laughs> um, the monarchy has its place in terms of... Tourism. Tourism, yeah. Other than that, utterly pointless. Yeah, I, I would make it. I'd actually make it a point to avoid being around a royal because I wouldn't bow to them. So I just would avoid the awkwardness of it entirely. Well, mm. someone's not getting an invite to the variety performance. Are they? <laughs> no, they might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> not to this. Look, Prince Prince William's a Villa fan, so they can't be all bad. Um, but <laughs> um, but my I, I like Doug Stanhope's uh, line about it, and it is that if we have princes and princesses and kings and queens, then we should have pixies and fairies and hobgoblins as well I'm 100% down with this <laughs> <laughs> if we have that then I'll be fine with the royal family but otherwise I just think I just think it's a lame thing for them to want to be like this film 
I guess tries to point out that it's like a, a gilded cage, but it's still a cage. And it's just like, if what if what if Prince Harry wanted to be like a welder? What if he was just really into welding? He would never be allowed to be a welder. He wouldn't know what one is. But he might. He but he might, could be a no, welder. When he was, when he was like, I'm sure he would have been around like one of the servants doing up the Rolls Royce or whatever it was. And he might have just, as a little kid, might have been walking out and just gone, what's that? And, and then they'd be showing how an internal combustion engine works. And what's that, mummy? A poor person. Yeah. We don't talk to that. <laughs> I think you should write the sequel to Diana. Diana 2, Harry's Hopes. Well, I wanted I wanted Prince William to really want to become a footballer and, and sign for Villa and then just have every team just too fearful of tackling him <laughs> for fear of like treason <laughs> <laughs> until, until he gets taken down by a hard man on the left wing double foot off with his head oh you kind of well, went all over my joke by the way who's going to be captain him or John Terry <laughs> oh you know John Terry <laughs> wouldn't oh, back Terry. down he wouldn't back down <laughs> John Terry loves John Terry <laughs> we really are trying to avoid talking about this film <laughs> really and my notes are not comprehensive so okay. so after she's dead um, we get to a title scene. Flashback! <laughs> Two years earlier. They're formally separated from Charles, but the press don't know yet. So, <laughs> they know. Diana, she's knocking around, meeting the dirty public. Mm. <laughs> dirty public! I do, I'm amazed taking... by that, people who are just like... I mean, look, uh, we've all had our weird obsessions and... and, and Still you know, do. I'm a lifelong... I want to spend thousands of pounds to go to see a wrestling event at some point in my life. I can't... Comments about people's weird predilections. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the voice of a man who has put down several thousand pounds. <laughs> Twice! <laughs> and so I can't have a go, but I just think of all the things to be into. I just don't get it. Like, people wait, like, when it's Christmas Day and people wait outside after they've had the mass to talk to them. And it's like like a really lame version of the Osmonds or something just, like that. Is there just it's... nothing to do in that town? I guess in Windsor, so. is this like there's no just, B&Q or something? I, I think it's just the you know the, the ultra not ultra patriotic in the bad way. There's a lot of Tories in this country, though. Yeah, of course yeah. there are. <laughs> they, they're the sort. So Diana, this all this scene is is just presenting her as a saint. She's there giving out checks to an under underfunded youth group and a school. Uh, she's just showing how the, how the kids love her, the public love her. She's just loved and 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 she's the best person in the world. That's what this entire scene is. Which is not really what it was like, which they do address the tabloid culture. But at that time, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember at this time, it's hard to believe now, but the royal family was so unpopular with a large swathe of the public. There was like yeah. a huge debate held, like at the NEC or something like that. And it was like a big, supersized version of uh, Question Time. And the question was, should we have a royal family? And that was a serious thing mm. being put forward at the time, that maybe this queen will be our last queen and... No one wants a King Charles III. <laughs> and so it was a weird time for the royal family. And it's something that's addressed in a much better film, The Queen, with uh, Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not a great film, but it's still a good film. I don't know if they, they don't really convey that. But that's the thing. This film doesn't actually show us much of the royal family. That's the thing. I, 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 I think the reason for that is that they're too popular now. So I, they can't no, touch them. I question, was it a legal issue? No, because there's been plenty of bull. Uh, there was a fucking, there was a bloody reality show in the US where they were tricking women into thinking they were trying to win a date with Prince Harry. There are not. <laughs> oh, which how was did just I miss that? Hiring a random, vaguely yeah. Yeah. Look, posh looking yeah. ginger bloke. But you think about the royal family, would they really be happy being, you know, part of a film that makes Diana 
this saint, this I mean, wonderful. I thing. think if the royal family were as unpopular now as they were then, they would have done it. What? But the royal family is too popular. They felt like they couldn't touch them. Like because William's so popular, because Harry's so popular, because the Queen is so beloved. You know, Prince Charles they can take or leave, but they seem to like don't hate him as much as they did back then. Mm. Prince Andrew we just try and ignore now as opposed to <laughs> And Edward's just Edward. Edward's Edward's, you know, <laughs> Edward's the other the Ringo star of the royal family. <laughs> Edward is the Donald Trump Junior. No, no one point... Edward is the Eric. No, the Tiffany. So that's why I think they didn't do it. I think because we don't see... Uh, I don't believe we've seen actors play Prince Charles. We don't see no, an actress no. You hear Prince Charles' voice on a couple of times, but you never see him. You hear the voice and you see the kids a couple of times, and that's about it. Yeah, the yeah. kids will yeah. use extremely sparingly. Well, I, I no, no bad in thoughts behind this, but it seems like the, Diana saw them extremely sparingly, as was the way with raising up kids in, in mm. that culture. That we know of. That we know of, yes, of course. <laughs> so after all, Diana's doing all the charity work. She ends up going back to the palace. It's a palace. She wasn't really allowed the gaffer at that point. The yeah. palace is the name of the people that don't she, let her see her. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't pop around for a cup of tea or anything. It's one of the backup stage. palaces. Maybe it's Sel- palaces. Sel- it's in, Park. It's, it's in back. Like <laughs> so she goes back to the, let's call it a mansion. She goes back to the mansion. And again, she's just done all this charity work. She's a brilliant person. As she enters, she tells all the staff, it's been a long week. You just go, go home. I'll sort myself out. She, she cares about the workers. She cares about employees. Here's the thing, though. There's a sequence where she'll go in. She's in this wonderful formal dress. And she's you know, she's wearing all these wonderfully expensive clothes. And the second the door's closed, it's like, kick off her boots. I'm wearing little <laughs> She's in the gymmers. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting on my joggers. What? I'm going to sit and watch Jeremy. I've Carl. got this down. Yeah. What you yeah. want is an 80s movie montage sequence of her eating a bucket of ice cream, singing, Sisters yeah. are doing it for yeah. themselves. In fairness, we kind of do in the next bit. <laughs> because the next bit. It's just, it's just to me, like, they tried really hard in this sequence to bring her as down to earth and to as common as possible. But she's been up a class since the moment she popped out of her mum. Before she was a princess, she was a lady. Exactly. She's still Diana from the block. She's not like us. Yeah. She's not like us at all. But this this is what I loved about this next scene. And it's like, you know, so she's saying, right, you lot go home. It's been a long week. She puts a candle on, lights some music. She's in her her gymmers. The next scene you see, and this is... Possibly my favourite bit in the entire film is the really quick cuts from bit to bit to bit to bit to bit. So the next bit is she's practicing in the speech. Cut. She's watching TV and it's about Charles. Cut. She's cooking beans on toast and make because she's a humble meal for a humble princess. <laughs> Cut. Oh, she's sleeping. Cut. She's running at the park. Cut. She's back in the mansion. Cut. She's doing something. It's just bit to bit to bit to bit. Slice of life. It's the Jean Dielman of the time. It may as well be called. That's a deep cut. She lives in a mansion with some of the finest catering staff in the world, but she wants to cook herself beans on toast because she doesn't like her. But it may as well this point mean. Or Diana, single white female. <laughs> How Diana got her groove back. <laughs> Diana, single and loving it. <laughs> Diana, I can make it on my own. <laughs> Diana, <laughs> independent woman. <laughs> we don't think you're ready for her jelly. <laughs> but she made herself. It's the first time she's tried. Royal jelly from the bees. Oh, <laughs> the irony. I'm still, I'm still dying from the block. One nil bell. Uh, <laughs> no, not one nil bell. Depends what we're competing for. I don't think we want that prize uh, necessarily. I'm always going to take a prize. 
So we have this big scene where it's just proven that she's independent, she's on her own, and it's tedious. But then we get to a point where she's having acupuncture. She's having this, and this the person who's doing the acupuncture to her is kind of like a guru to her, who's just saying how brilliant she is. Um, <laughs> that's and, what a lot of people are doing in this film. Feed the ego. Yeah. <laughs> and the line I've got here, she's having to be saying about how Diana's got so much love to give, and although she's separated, you know, she'll find somebody new. The line where I first checked out at 8 minutes 31, you're so good at giving love, so keep on trying. Love is hard work. It's just like utter bollocks. That's not even good enough to put in a cracker. No. Or like, <laughs> it's a fortune cookie. They'd be like, you got to work better on that one. <laughs> the hard part. Consi- of love- let's consider that a first draft. And like the hard part <laughs> of love is receiving. Is at the end. It's like the one line in that sequence I love. Well, uh, I just feel like I keep falling. Will anyone catch me? It was like klaxons. So many klaxons. <laughs> God, these are like the worst kind of R. Kelly B side lyrics. <laughs> Oh, like trapped this... in the closet it was so much better than this. <laughs> oh, if, that, if this wasn't R. Kelly's little mu- mini musical well that's what I think I bet you I bet you there is a super Broadway fan <laughs> <laughs> who has made um, the most kitschy bad taste musical about Princess Diana that we can't even imagine like that is on off 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 Broadway oh I am taking that to the Edinburgh Fringe yeah (laughs) it's just begging to be made I'm a princess but I was a lady sort of like sassy Diana yeah (laughs) I love it you get get like a a high kicking section where they've got like traffic bollards on their heads or something you know just like the most bad taste like that Karen Carpenter story movie or something like that you know just just a song where he's just listing foods goes, I can't stomach it. Thinner, I must get thinner. Fergie comes in for the show-stopping tune in the middle of it. We're both outcasts to the royals. <laughs> Carry it's, on. No, no, so carry on. Carry on. Here comes ah, Will Carling. It's a rugger bugger, dugger, rugger, dugger, bugger, lugger, dugger, slugger, night, lugger, night. Your boyfriend Dodie is now like the dodo, like you die. <laughs> your, oh. your son is ginger. How can that be? <laughs> Don't nothing. ask that. Don't ask that guy called Jamie. <laughs> he looks nothing like his daddy. It must be illegitimate. <laughs> must be illegitimate. <laughs> Turn it into a Maury Povich show. <laughs> it's, it's like Jerry Springer the Opera, but about Diana. Oh my God, how have we not written this? So we now have that Diana is preparing for interview. She's um, doing her own makeup and does some interviews. She then goes off to the theatre and the, this is where we first see the press are really hunting her down. She gets out of the car, there's cameras, there's people shoving microphones, all of this. Do you know what's interesting now? Let's just make another detour again. No, oh, no pun intended. At the moment, um, every bullet point we're doing a detour. <laughs> <laughs> the paparazzi culture was probably at its worst at this stage. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe with the... the well, I mean, after the death, which many people pin to the mm-hmm. behaviour of the paparazzi, whether true or not, I don't know. Um... The paparazzi culture, I actually think, is finally dying down because people are paparazziing themselves. Why would you need to follow Kim Kardashian around 
when she will more than happily take photos of herself in every situation, yeah, in every She's generating environment. her own hype and Exactly. Her own there is no need for that weird, fat Australian well, guy with mean... the weird hair and the, oh, the... the, the put-in abs that he yeah, had surgically that's... added to his gut. Well, if you, like... you, you don't need them anymore. Well, They're redundant. To... People yeah. want to be paparazzi and they'll do it themselves. But that's, that's a good point, because you know when you get your hair cut or you're there, um, you know, at the dentist's or you go read up this copy of the sun or something you know and you go to the pages you look at the boobs then you go to, <laughs> then you go to the, the pages 90s, it's Wait, fine. but you look at the pages where it's the showbiz bit and it's just like Kim Kardashian's Twitter said this it's like it, well, then it I'll is just, there I'll is cut out the middleman. Yeah. yeah exactly there's no, there's no need for it so yeah. that's a very good point so yeah I think maybe as a historical document like we were saying with on the buses there could be something interesting in this but again other films and TV shows would have done a better job of it than this I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you know, I, maybe La Dolce Vita, where paparazzi came from, the term. We've loved it. There fact. we go. <laughs> oh, how high that brow is! So after that, we see we see the press hunting Diane down. She gets a phone call to say that her acupuncture his son is in hospital so she runs to the hospital oh yeah I thought it was her friend's husband yeah I thought it was her husband I thought it was the young one doesn't matter. This is how much attention I was paying to the yeah. film. So anyway, someone, she knows, in hospital. So she runs to the hospital. And at the hospital, the next day, because she goes to check in again. Uh, if I may jump in. You can. Um, can we just take a moment to appreciate the extras that have to play the general public? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They see her, just like, oh my God, it's a woman. It's Diane, like the gawping nomad. Lady Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. She talks to a nurse to try and find out what ward that the, the dying man dying, is in. Yeah, yeah. And the woman's like, oh, he's over in that ward there. I've just been tossed by the love of our Lord Jesus. This is the fucking royal. To be fair, at that moment, she is the most famous woman in the world. Yes, but the you same do. Time. You would react. You no, would I'm, react. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd nega. You'd, 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 you'd do the game to her. You'd nega. It's like, <laughs> mate, I'm a player. Nice say? handbag. I used, to, I used to work in a hospital, and I was on the reception desk telling where people to go. No, if it was like nine o'clock in the morning, fair enough. We still have some energy. After you've been telling, it's over there. It's over there. No, <laughs> you just have no fucks. I think she might be the exception that proves the rule. Not in Norfolk and Norwich. Uh, they were really miserable. Would you be, expecting, really would you be expecting Princess Diana to turn up in Norfolk? Uh, well, as long as she paid for parking, as long as she paid for parking, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry to interrupt. So the next day, she's back at the hospital because she's that good a lady. <laughs> and there she meets a dishy doctor, uh, not so handsome doctor. Yeah, yeah really like, unhandsome. I'm like, he's not, he's not, he's not an ugly bloke. You know, I think in the grand scheme of things, if you matched us three up to him, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're fugly. Yeah, yeah. No, we, Speak for we, yourself. We, 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 we have, we have character. <laughs> <laughs> we have death. Excuse but me, ladies. You want to come watch a bad I'm film? I'm sorry. No. There are dozens of uh, middle-aged. Asian leading men mm. that could do a better job of being. To be fair, though, if you see a photo of the real guy, it's still a bit of an improvement. Somewhat. So really? Diana, Diana had a. I don't know. Diana had the uh, the love goggles on. I guess. <laughs> I've, I've I've noted that she, uh, but not so handsome doctor enters, and Diana feels the twinge. Massive lady boner for him. Yeah, mm. it's like it's not Imran Khan. It's just it's not. 
It's not Jimmy Mystery. It's not. I was just going to say Jimmy Mystery. Any other Asian actor that we can't <laughs> think of. Wow, we are terrible people. It's not Dev Patel post Lion. That was really weird. That was really weird when Dave, Dev Patel. Like, what did he do? He grew his hair out. He got a beard and he put on a bit of weight and he became a stunningly handsome leading man. I did all three of those things. <laughs> Didn't happen to me. If anything, repelled them. One rule for Dev Patel. One rule for me. As a <laughs> but Danny, I do love. I do love how this. I, I, I hope that she does meet like her friend or her acupuncturist or whoever it was, and says, "You know, your husband having a heart attack was the best thing that's happened to me in years." Because <laughs> I'm going to have that doctor. Diana, <laughs> and that was the first note I made whilst watching this film. <laughs> Diana, she's single and ready to mingle. So she, but she's quite taken. So she has like a classic meat cute. I was expecting them to like to bump into him and like various organs go flying in the air (laughs) and they go picking up beating hearts that have dropped and headbutt each other or something. Is this your kidney or mine? (laughs) That's what I kind of wanted. I wish I kind of wish like a Hollywood producer had got his hands on this and just said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna turn this into a classic rom com. Where's Catherine Heigl? Get her on the phone. (laughs) No, honestly, she'll do it. (laughs) She'll do bloody anything. Did she do any English? accent no fucking fine she volunteered to do this podcast I said Catherine we've got we're just too busy Catherine we've only got three chairs (laughs) Catherine I'll remind you of Seth Rogen you don't want to do this But so you say, Dan, she's quite taken with this. And the line I like from this is, when I visit hospitals, I get excited. Yeah. I feel like I can make a contribution. Her and Jimmy Savile, it has to be said. <laughs> wow! At this time. Wow. That's the only other celebrity I know of that era that actively yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. and loved to go to hospitals. I'm not saying they were for the same motives. I'm just saying, you know, in the Venn diagram <laughs> of celebrities in the 90s. Rolf Harris, but only particular hospitals. Yeah, animal hospitals. Yeah, yeah. it's very sad. <laughs> I've got poor little five film. years. <laughs> Can you guess better. what it is yet? Statutory rape. Oh. He's out now, isn't he? <laughs> and on the loose, <laughs> hunting for more victims. But so Diana wants to help out. The doctor says, "I can help you," and he gives her all the sheets. Basically, yes. Oh, I jumped ahead of time, sorry. But so, uh, anyway, so they exchange phone numbers, as you would. Oh, she says this line. I made a note of this. Like most people, I have a mobile phone. Yes. It's 1995. (laughs) I didn't have a mobile phone. I don't know anyone that did at that point. Who the fuck had a mobile I mean, is that showing that she's meant to be out of touch? Or is it genuinely they didn't remember? 95, I was the 90s. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had them included. I think it was... That was 95, wasn't I, it? I have I a massive geek point coming up which will prove they do not give a shit about timelines. <laughs> that will come up, oh, I love, promise you. Love it in, love it in now. No, 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 no. I that like comes it. later. Okay. We'll get to I, I thank God you've got my, I've got your mobile number. At the point, at this point, the only person I have in my phone is Zach Morris. <laughs> Unfortunately, he wasn't around so what's to your stop mobile time for a while. So what's your mobile number? Three. Ah, oh, six. <laughs> I'll never remember that. Thank <laughs> God we've got phones now because you can't remember numbers anymore. <laughs> it is true. I like genuinely don't know the numbers to anyone. No. It, here's a question though: with that entire sequence. Mm-hmm. The doctor is showing her around the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a brilliant heart surgeon. Apparently, he has the time to show a well, royal this, around the hospital. Well, this is what I, this, I've got a point about this. Like, so he's showing around the hospital. You know, fair enough. He's trying to get his leg over, and um, but he takes her into an operation. That's not allowed. See, I remembered this uh, because it was around the time Will Carling's wife went on the Big Breakfast. I think she was hosting it. And they did a joke sketch around her pretending to be Princess Diana in an operating room. 
And they did. I think they did like oh, an operation okay. or something. So this was a thing that made the news. It was known that she likes to watch heart surgery. <laughs> I mean, kinky as fuck. But I mean, come on. you know, there's people that are into Italian giallo films and, and video <laughs> nasties, but this is a whole new level. They did it in the old time of days, didn't they? They had the theatre around. Yes, it that's true. Yeah. That, fair enough. Well, they, were, they were rock stars back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Surgeons were. I love this one story about a surgeon who had a 300% failure rate. How? <laughs> okay, so this is what happened. He was trying to um, sew someone's um, sew someone's stomach or cut someone's stomach open. Accidentally cut off his assistant's fingers. Amazing. The the original patient died. The assistant bled to no. The assistant bled to death, and he had a heart attack from shock, or he got infected or something. So he the sir, the, the victim oh, and the assistant all died because of this. Oh, incredible! Stomach. That is. I feel like you've got to go. That's a hell of a way. Absolutely. Waste. I you know. <laughs> That's superb. That is one of the greatest stats I've ever heard in my life. Seven, seven I screwed years up of the med story. <laughs> all that money. And this is what they'll remember me by. <laughs> But anyway, the, dishy, the not so dishy doctor gets his chance to say a completely bollocks line that made me check out, which was when he's showing off about his performing uh, surgeries. You don't perform the operation; the operation performs you. Oh yeah, that can fuck right. Mike off. checks out at sixteen oh two. The second time, <laughs> I've, I've listed that amongst the wankiest dialogue ever. Diana, oh, another one that really sorry, just to jump into story. Another one that really annoyed me was the line: "You reach a place inside yourself where time has no meaning." Well, I'm yes, 16 minutes yes. into this movie and it feels longer. Yeah. <laughs> Diana's proper forward as well in this. This oh, is yeah, like, yeah. She's, there's, there's some basic oh, instinct. Uh, oh, in, in Diana. <laughs> Text off Lego. Like, uh, it really is. Instead, but she's not just like doing it in like uh, behind an x ray or something like that. Ooh, Doctor, you can see right through me. <laughs> So the doctor at this point is explaining how hard a doctor's life is and how sometimes he misses lunch and dinner. Diana comes out with a great line, we well, can always pop around for supper with me if you like. Oh, oh. Diana, you sly fox. <laughs> I can whip you up something or the footman will. I like I like the idea of her trying to do like dirty innuendo, but again, she just doesn't have any common touch. We could what? have a trifle in the bed. <laughs> in Let's my... take this chocolate pudding to bed. Would you, <laughs> would, would you like a cream finger in my vagina? I don't know. <laughs> Mini rolls. Oh, lash it in. For... <laughs> Just... That's a thing, right? <laughs> oh, lash it in for God's sake. I'll William be... loves them. I'll be your Bakewell slice. I mean tart. Bakewell tart. Ah. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Stupid Diana. Well stupid done, Diana. Diana. You've screwed it up again. Custard me in the billiard room. That's the ninth heart surgeon you've screwed up with. <laughs> when are you going to learn heart surgeons don't like bakery puns? <laughs> they think it's too starchy. Bad for the veins. Clogs the arteries. Oh, not this one. <laughs> so we get the next scene where Diana is preparing a meal for the not-so-dishy doctor. Mm, yeah, preparing is a bit of a... I mean, yeah. Of, yeah, she's basically that's what she's doing. You know, she's on a date. It's the first one since the break of the of the marriage. She's got to prepare this. This can be a good meal. It's going to be again, nice and romantic. Again, it should be like a proper dolling herself up oh, for the yeah, party. You know, uh, trying on several dresses. Yeah, and you've just got little Paul Burrell sat there going, "No, yes, and a little penny with kiss the chef. You know, <laughs> kiss the cook. Sorry, trying to think who'd be the artist. They'd have singing over it. They wouldn't be able oh, no, to no, get no. like share. It, it would or... be walking on sunshine. Yeah, or something from Wilson Phillips. One of those two. <laughs> 
She would have one of the, in the kitchen would have one of those signs that says, "Many people have eaten here and gone on to live full lives." Bless this mess. So she's preparing the food away, and then the doctor comes in, and they're sitting on the sofa drinking wine, talking about jazz. Ah, oh, oh, I love talking about jazz. Uh, I mean, I like jazz, but even I will admit, anyone that says they like jazz deserves a slap in the face. Come here, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that every day. <laughs> but it's just, I, again, I just if someone ah, if they, if that's what defines them. If someone defines you that you're you like jazz, you know, and you don't look like Ryan Gosling in La La Land, <laughs> you, you've got to, that's the only time when it's acceptable. Ooh, I am lucky there. <laughs> the, only, the only jazz lover I've ever truly liked is Howard Moon from the Mighty Boosh. That's it. He's fictional. That was written. Yes, that's why I like him. Again, again, if, the, if it was the Hollywood script doctor, you go jazz. No, that's too mainstream. What he says, he likes them improvising. He takes it to an improv class. You know? <laughs> in the Hollywood version, Catherine Heigl's gone to an improv class. Are we playing location, occupation, weapon. Uh oh. <laughs> so Remember to accept the offer. Oh, I made that mistake already in 1981. <laughs> That's where I got where I am now. <laughs> So they're sitting on the sofa having some wine talking about jazz. Diana has to go and check on the food. The doctor says, hot stuff. And looks embarrassed. And quite right too. <laughs> I love that Do you think that was the actor himself just embarrassed to have... <laughs> oh, oh, I really hope you've done it again. <laughs> I love that sort of, oh, why did I say that to that girl cliche? It's... Oh, we've all been there though. Not with Diana though. Not with Diana, no. The best we all could manage was Fergie. <laughs> Now or then. Not that one. <laughs> what are you going to do with all that junk? All that junk is so that trunk. I'm going to go and marry Andrew. Even though he's... No. <laughs> so anyway, the food is a disaster. Oh no! It's oh, a disaster. She's a lovable clutch. She's a terrible cook and they order burgers instead. Ah, no, no. Here comes the nerd moment. I'm okay. sorry to jump Here in. Here he comes. You look at the rappers. They were not the same rappers from 1995. <laughs> They have not judged this well. Though. And they got it through Deliveroo. None of this makes exactly. sense. This is all bullshit and I checked out exactly at that moment. Again, because... she's a royal. She's probably got special royal paper from Mackie's. Uh, and we've already realised Diana can travel through time. Yes, yeah. she can. And, then, then they, <laughs> and then they, predict the future. And then Netflix and chill. She uh, yeah. she gets on her vape. <laughs> she, she ins- Do we have to watch well, Casualty? Yes, we have to watch Casualty. <laughs> What's up in William and Harry? <laughs> How well, are oh no, no, they don't watch the palace. No, they don't, they don't watch. watch they, they don't watch because no, he's, 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 da- he's down with the kids. He's, he's watching Match of the Day, having a fag. Yeah, <laughs> and he's watching it as if it's live. It's Match of the Day. Yes. <laughs> you don't like shout at Match of the Day. You sit back with the cigarettes and go, "Oh shit." What you do? Now this is what I do when I used to watch Match of the Day back when Villa was still on it. <laughs> you know, they'd ask me at the start. Like you'd ask me after the game, "How was the game, Lork?" And I go. Well, I mean, the defence was all over the place. We couldn't string two passes together. It'll be a miracle if we stay up, to be honest. And then they ask Alan Hansen again. This is how long it's been since I watched Match of the Day. And Alan Hansen will go, "Well, the defence was all over the place. They couldn't string a pass together. It'll be a miracle if they stay up." And I go, "You shut the fuck up, Alan Hansen. You don't know what you're talking about. It was very poor, poor, poor. You don't get to say that. We get to say that." <laughs> So the doctor, he's smoking, he's drinking, he's eating rubbish, he's ignoring Diana while watching the football. Oh, Diana, you sure can pick him. <laughs> <laughs> Diana's doing, like, gymnastics. For like, <laughs> look at me, was, look at me, look at me. The first one was a jugged adulterer, and now I'm going for the worst heart surgeon in the world. 
but despite all this they have a lovely evening and at the end of the night she sees into the door oh yeah he go he goes in for a kiss but she opens the door and he misses it oh, oh you klutz <laughs> so the next bit the next morning we see that Diana is trying to learn to love jazz which is tricky but it, I came up with an idea what have we tried to do stupid things to try to do to impress a loved one or a potential loved one I think the furthest I went was that I just started watching Big Brother every day so that I would have a thing to talk to the girl at work who I know ah, watches Big Brother okay. and I hated Big Brother This, to be fair though this, I think this was one of the better years that I managed to watch which was uh, the, the one the Pete the uh, one oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was no I think it was the seventh I think he was early, oh, he was yeah, early doors, yeah. Pete and the Welsh lad who didn't know how to boil an egg. So, Jesus yeah. Christ. And that was probably about 15 years ago. That was so So, yeah, that's as far as I... I I'm, I'm someone who doesn't actually make that much of an effort. <laughs> I went vegetarian for a girl because I was uh, 15. An idiot. And I thought, she's vegetarian. If I say I'm vegetarian, kissing time. Nope. <laughs> Vegetarian now, still, because I'm a stubborn bugger. But even so. <laughs> well, you think she might come back to You never know. How, you. how annoyed you would you be know. if you found out that she was not a vegetarian anymore? It was like 50 years ago, I couldn't care less. But, you know, even so, that is the most stupid thing I've done for a girl. I, I don't know about myself, really. I've not. Damn, you've stumped me, Bill. You've never had a change makeup, wore different clothes, pretend oh, it's I... like music, you know? Hmm. I think I've worn different clothes throwing plastic art. Mm. I used to go through this. I went through this period of wearing t-shirts and ties. Because oh, I was oh. that prick. I was that prick. What, were you, were you trying to impress Avril Lavigne? What were you doing? <laughs> I think subconsciously, yes. We were all trying. I still am trying to impress Were you trying to be a skater boy, but she said, see you later, boy? She's still one of my all-time favourite women ever. But this is not what it's about. This, this, this podcast is about Diana. They, they, they okay. made a, did they try to make a film or they made a film out of Skater Boy? Like, based on the lyrics of no, the... No, no. I remember vaguely about that. I remember hearing about it. So I don't know if it ever came to pass. Is she real or is she not? There's that whole rumour. That's for another podcast. Oh, well, there's plenty, there's plenty <laughs> there's, of conspiracy. There's, ru- there's a whole rumour about how she died in, like, 2005 or something and they replaced her with this other comedian. What, the modern-day Paul McCartney? Yeah. Is Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Because she, but, but basically what she did is she got money uh, and got a nose job and they're rare differently but but there's loads of pictures that make it look different that people think she died uh, in between the second and third why would you make such her. an effort that's such a, an effort for you imagine the amount of money you could make on this is a dead girl's album yeah right. yeah, yeah. just like who the f- no offence to it but the Diana film wouldn't be making as much money now if it was you know <laughs> yes. at, the, at the end of it was and then she hooked up with the Pakistani doctor yeah, yeah. and then they, they separated a few years later as was naturally going to happen if you... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... But let's talk about... We might as well talk about conspiracies. I mean, the, the, the Diana... Anything other than that this was the thing. Again, if you wanted to make a bad taste version of this, you'd have like... Like bad taste kitschy musical, you'd have Prince Philip in the background, like Scar. You know? <laughs> I just like the idea of the Queen just like looking through crosshairs as she walks down Covent Garden. No, I like the idea of like, like um, the Prince Charles being like one of the gargoyles on top of the big building, just staring down the taxi. <laughs> You'll like... be mine soon, my pretty. Or, or as she's walking down the corridor, you cut to Charles with, I... with the phone. Is it done? <laughs> it is done. <laughs> done. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously there are the conspiracies which are bullshit. She yes. just died in an accident. She died because of a drunk Very driver. unfortunate because God of a drunk driver. God damn it, put your seatbelt on. Yeah, it was all that. All that, that was what happened. This guy at work, he's a nice guy, but he loves his conspiracies. And he says that why is it that she was smashed into the 13th bollard of something underneath the ground? It's like, they weren't including symbolism in this when they were doing... <laughs> you think conspiracies have, like, metaphor in them as well? I like the idea of the driver going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, what nine, you, ten, eleven... There we go. What if he lost count? What if he lost count and he's like, we want to go back round? I know, but you're French. Un, deux, trois, fucking hell. But in 1995, she was still very much alive and trying to fuck a doctor. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Wasn't that what everyone was doing in 1995? God knows what They were playing with pogs and fucking heart surgeons. <laughs> I used to go out of a junior doctor who's now a consultant on 80 grand a year. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up, Bill. I really did. So, anyway, so she's actually... Did she, did she like jazz? Uh, did no. she also eat Burger King, smoke like a fucking chimney, and drink and, like a fish? And watch Match of the Day as if it was live? And really no. get angry about Steve McManaman. <laughs> obviously, obviously she did. We all did like Steve did. McManaman with his properties. <laughs> Cracking player, though. Brilliant at Real Madrid. I'm going over yeah, to Real Madrid and I'm going to represent you for throughout the next. So time. Diana was at the hospital <laughs> <laughs> trying to impress the doctor. And trying to, you know, help people. And again, it's the God complex where people are going, Oh, it's Diana, I'm cured. That's the not, a, that's not how you cure it. Keep the medicine. But again, as she's trying to leave the hospital, the press are outside taking pictures. Oh, you say Diana, the press, Diana. It's one, it's one man. man. It's one man. <laughs> yeah, that's dedication. But so, and uh, when she goes back to her car, she drives herself. She was one of us! <laughs> she, 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 didn't know, she didn't have the gears, though. She, 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 she went automatic. Yeah. But, uh, She's the, not a savage. <laughs> I, I love as well that the most fictitious part of this entire film are News of the World journalists doing what he's told her. <laughs> <laughs> But before she's about to leave in the car, the doctor dramatically stops. So the doctor stops um, before she's about to leave in the car to say that he can't be he can't be with her, but he thinks that she's wonderful. Aww. Oh, Diana. Have they been to see the jazz yet at this point? No, not no, this no, point. Because that's, no. that's my next note. So again, I'm not playing. <laughs> she's was not your turn. <laughs> she's still trying to learn to love jazz because she's getting all the CDs and all this. Best of jazz. Best now of that's jazz. what I call jazz. <laughs> jazz, part four. <laughs> she bought the Transformer doll jazz. I don't know what this is going to do with anything bought some jazz mags oh, <laughs> oh jazz mags form that analog she started following the Utah jazz on the NBA <laughs> but basically all this is doing is pointing to the fact that they can't see each other because of the press the press are always there constantly and how he's a doctor she's a princess oh it's a tale as old as time oh. well, they, as, they as, as long as like, they've been doctors anyway yeah. 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 they like each other but they can't go out oh what is this Diana, though, she's tricksy. She's got a plan. Get a wig. Yeah, although people were still, like, wolf-whistling her and, <laughs> and everything, but it was just, like, brunette Diana. I, I love it she had a completely different personality as well. Like, she was like, what? <laughs> she was like a proper... This was at the height of lad culture. She's like, Ulrika Johnson yeah. in Shooting Stars, just necking... Oi, I'm the princess undercover. <laughs> so now with the wig they found a loophole and they can go on a date obviously they go on a date to the local jazz club did you see who was playing what the band that was playing no the Dwayne Johnson Quartet 
The Dwayne Johnson... No, yes! surely not. That was the note I made in capitals. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock loves jazz. <laughs> oh, what it... time signature are we in? We're in... Se- it doesn't matter what time signature we're in. <laughs> That is, you have never been prouder of you. That is the greatest jazz joke, <laughs> jazz, jazz slash snow wrestling joke that has ever been made, and I deserve an award. <laughs> and that's not even without mentioning Brown the wrestler who was called Jazz. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Would anyone get that if I did that in public? That'd be like the most. Because if he, if it's I get the right audience, that'd be niche as fuck. You've got to watch Diana. No, Dwayne Johnson's The Rock, and know his catch and know about jazz, jazz and with time jazz. signature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the time signature? I mean, so it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, tough, I just repeated my own it's joke. Tough, <laughs> but when you get it, all oh, that'd be gl- full boner. Oh, full boner. <laughs> that is, you find the right audience. That is the best joke they've ever heard. In the, I've waited my life for this joke to come. People of the podcast. Find these people for it. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? <laughs> We've gone down a serious rabbit hole, man. She's in a jazz club. She's looking at the rock. All, all I'm thinking of now is some light jazz. We're just the rock says. The yeah, rock, rock says. So they've gone on the date. They're watching the jazz. They like the jazz. They're holding hands. Back in it. Back in the game. But his pager goes off. Oh, because it's the 90s and he's a doctor. Oh, and he She's has... like, I thought you had a mobile, like everyone else in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Including my four, which I have stolen from paupers. <laughs> so the doctor's got to go back to that pesky hospital. And he apologises. And But anyway, the next day he calls her. And Diana says that he can't, that she can't see him for a few days. But it's a oh. love story. How was it? Oh, what's going to happen next? She's playing the four-day rule. She is. But why? Why? Is she not going to see him for a few days? Black screen, the BBC interview. This was a uh, Martin Bashir, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. before yeah, he went. Yeah, before you know, he went. I'm also going to have a look at Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> because, mm. right, yeah. before, have a check him. Before the interview, though, her press secretary comes up and goes, There's been a rumour you've done an interview with the BBC. As her press secretary and advisor, surely you should know she's no, done the interview. No, because she's good with the staff, she lets them go home. Yeah, that that's why it's on. been all along. It's not been <laughs> yeah. to like save them. It's because she's like, you don't want to know what kind of shit I'm getting up to. So, excuse me, Diana. Is there anything to do? Go home. It's fine. So she's like, just any, a tricksy, sneaky or... fuck then. Basically, yes. You sneaky well, that, Pete. That comes up later, actually. How did you plan? Did you watch this interview again? I was just again. No, I was. No. I was already not that interested in the royal family. I never watched that. And like the implication in this film is that not only are people watching it, people in the pub who in yes, theory yes, I've got this. Don't yeah, yeah, go yeah. to the pub to avoid watching the TV. Unless it's the football. Yeah, that's what I've put down as well. No one sits there in silence at the pub watching the TV if it's not the football. <laughs> yeah. No one gathers around the TV in a massed no, huddle no, not unless even, England are Not playing. even that. The doctor, he dashed away, got in a cab to go to the pub to watch it. Yeah. Just go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's on everywhere. It's on BBC he, goes, he goes there and there's just like like a normal pub. Everyone's chatting and talking. It's like, at least can you put the subtitles on? Oh no, it's one of those live ones and the guy doesn't know what he's doing who's typing out these subtitles. <laughs> I do wonder why they bother, even in this modern day, when you see it on the telly, like at a pub, and they've got the news on and the subtitles, and it's just, this isn't even close to being right. (laughs) (laughs) A man has fallen off a bench in Skelmley. No, that's not. No, no, no. (laughs) So the interview has has gone out, and the next day, it's the press 
avalanche. The press are all over. They're calling constantly to her mansion that she's staying in. She never saw this coming. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why she didn't tell the former press secretary. Well, I thought they'd leave me in peace. They've got the story at last, and that was all there was to it. Ah, ah, we are satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> As we know, the, royal f- the, 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 the press always know when a story ends. That's why every news story fi- finishes with a flourish, like calligraphy handwriting. <laughs> the end. <laughs> We'd like to thank all people involved in these stories. <laughs> oh yeah, I know some football or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and here's a crossword. Mm. So this was the interview about. There's three of us in this marriage, and saying that the marriage is fully broken to the press. And there we go. Diana is now officially a single lady. <laughs> all single ladies. All, all the single, single ladies. ladies. All, all the single, single ladies. ladies. All the single. No, this is where she again. like bursts out of her bedroom, just sort of really empowered. Yeah. <laughs> Swaying it. Uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so press shitstorm. And in the process of this, her chief of staff quits. <gasps> dun dun dun! Diana is sad. She gets over it very fucking quickly. <laughs> she very very quickly. It's the fact she meets the dishy, not so dishy doctor in a chicken cottage because of course she did. But she sneaks him back into the palace. Ooh, oh. sexy. <laughs> and um, they start kissing. Of course they do. Mm. And then they banged. But I didn't just bang. They banged on the floor. Obviously, she's humble. She, she's just like one of us. No, I see. I thought the bang was so powerful. They started off in the bed and fell onto the floor. <laughs> I assumed because she banged, 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 and he banged. Is that a bang, 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 and he bang, 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 and he bang? Is that a bang, 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 and he bang? Save for the musical guys. Title screen. One year later. But she's only got one year to live. They've been fucking for one whole year. They certainly have. They still haven't got to the bed yet. <laughs> it's like, I feel like we're doing something wrong. Look, this is how Charles did it. I do not understand what was going on. They've gone in the cupboard, in the bath. You know, <laughs> never the bed. But she's off in Angola being Jesus. <gasps> <laughs> and she's checking all the modern-day oh, mine victims. Man. Just what every landmine victim needs. A former royal rubbing their hand. Give me yeah. a doctor, for God's sake! Hashtag not your story. Or <laughs> <laughs> I care about the people. <laughs> and while she's doing this, there's press everywhere. Go away! She's just trying to help. To be fair, she wants them to this, doesn't she? She does. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. She's like, playing them like a fiddle. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and in the, she has to walk across the minefield. Now you see again. If this were a Catherine Heigl sitcom, she'd be a clumsy klutz, and she'd keep tripping over, and explosions be going off behind her. A shoe like, would fall off yeah, into the back. Like, like, a rabbit flying off. Yeah. <laughs> Unimportant side characters getting blown up for the sake of a gag. All the meanwhile, she's got a handbag, but there's a tiny little dog in it. That's yeah. Really terrible. And maybe, and maybe one of the last ones, it blows like really close to her, and that causes a skirt to go up. So you see some bunda panties, and then Reddit forums are clear for years <laughs> Catherine Heigl <laughs> underpanty shots <laughs> or it's like the next Muller a yogurt advert you know she's never got to cross this but she's really ditzy at the end she gets the yogurt and has an orgasm oh. <laughs> she so, doesn't need the yogurt she's got a dishy heart surgeon <laughs> but because she's so great she doesn't blow up good press take pictures <laughs> everywhere and now they're back in London and uh, immediately she goes back to the doctor but she's got a key like she moves quick They've been going out a year. I don't know about you, but my long, longest relationship is three years. We never moved in. She's got a key to the place. She's got she's decorating the place and everything. To be fair, you've not shagged a royal yet. So he, uh, the doctor takes her into surgery, and she's there as well. Because um, you like seeing the open torso. But, but, but of then men. the surgery, uh, go, the surgery, more, go, more, more organs. Open the clamp, father. They can take it. They can take it. Hey, we've all got to get a kick somehow, you know. Yeah. But 
but basically the surgery goes wrong and Dishy Doctor gets to save the life Dr. now Dishy did Dr. he do this on purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like I'll get some real good boyfriend points <laughs> yes. for this one what right what a dick for any of we are the champions fuck <laughs> say now, now this is what I would ask though say that the first surgery she witnessed went wrong yeah and then she went to the second surgery <laughs> and that also went wrong how many surgeries uh, would it take yeah, for yeah. them to have to go look I'm sorry Diana you may be a princess, but you're bad luck. <laughs> you're just a massive distraction. <laughs> you're the cooler in this situation. Well, they're falling in love. I think they're using they surgery like... as basically as foreplay. <laughs> Look, at this point. scalpel. Uh, Ow, my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut open this guy. Look. Oh. Let me open the forceps wider and wider and wider. Oh, Look. shit, his ribcage has exploded. <laughs> Look. I'm going to play his ribcage like a xylophone, like in the movie. <laughs> Doctor, please stop doing this. <laughs> you're, you're a worse professional, but we can't not have you here. But anyway, they have they t- they think, fuck it off. I'm not going to do any princessing stuff today. I'm not going to be a doctor. And they have a nice day out on an isolated beach. Yeah, but to like a really sad French song. Again, this isn't, this isn't walking on sunshine. It's like, they want us to believe this is some great romance. And it's like, this seems like the most miserable. It seems like you might have been happy with. Like, if this is the music that was playing in your head when you were with him. What, what was playing in your head when you were with Prince Charles? But in our in our version, they should be in Blackpool having a bag of chips. You know, it's <laughs> you know? so a really jaunty tune. And then going, down, then going down the arcade machines and winning like a little teddy bear. And then oh, for just, you, Diana, they're both licking ice cream. Then he pops it in her face, and then she pops it in his, and, and then they lick it off each other, and, and then, then bang some, in the sun. And then they have a bang. And local Ukippers beat up the Pakistani doctor. <laughs> So they have this Coming lovely... over here, saving our lives. But <laughs> <laughs> so they have this lovely day out, and then they have a bang in the back of a golf. So, you know, the romance is still there. Mm-hmm. But oh no, Diana's now got to go to Australia. Oh, Damn every it, time. They're, they're in love, but she's got to go. Away. Stop flying to places. <laughs> anyway, Diana, while she's out in Australia doing a speech, don't know what it was about, uh, he's back in London still, and the press have cottoned onto the relationship. Dun, oh, dun, no. dun! The doctor is annoyed. Now, if it was a modern day story, it wouldn't be as good. Like, again, they don't get it from, like, their newspaper in the first thing yeah. in the morning and then they throw it in outrage. It's like he gets a Google alert on his It'll phone. On, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> ah, swipe right. <laughs> Nine Facebook notifications. Oh, they're all pointless. They accidentally Snapchat them in bed or something. You know? oh, shit. Okay. No one's got 1,000 emails to check if the app disappears. <laughs> so the press story has been released that Diana and the doctor are together, which leads to them having an argument. And they break up. <gasps> all by myself. So they've just they've had a big argument and they've broken up, but the press are standing outside. So Diana has to sneak out the back. And she snags her tights on the on the gate. Let's call it a gate. Yeah, she's just like one of us, really, isn't she? Mm. Mm. But I, I decided to say she was the people's parkourer because the way she jumped <laughs> over the gate ever so elegantly. She was a trendsetter. <laughs> so she's now. So now she's jumped across. She's avoided the press, and now she's just walking through central London, empty, <laughs> completely empty. Well, except they must all be like Tom and just be all full on I don't give a shit mode. <laughs> but there's, there's nobody there. Nobody. Princess Diana, think you're better than me just because you're better than me. I'm not going to give you the time of day. But she's walking through fucking Soho or something yeah. in the middle of the night and she's crying on a bench. Oh, sad, sad Diana. Princess, sad, sad Diana. <laughs> but she decides to call, uh, what did she call? 
I'm sorry, my Ghostbusters. Your notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. So she's sat on the bench anyway, but she wants to get back with the oh, doctor. So, so she makes up a name. <laughs> she, oh, she does. She goes, and she's probably like, uh, my name is Rita. Rita, common person. Rita, <laughs> the scouser. <laughs> Ah, oh, John's so, got lost down a well. Can so you find them? Rita Dolkew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rita Every Lady. So, first of all, she tries with a normal voice, and then that's not getting anywhere, so she calls in the Scouse accent, which is the best I've seen in the movie. <laughs> uh, it's, better than, it's better than all the acting Naomi Watts has done. In the, it's that one brief moment she plays a Scouser on the phone. <laughs> but so, anyway, the Scouse accent works, and she gets through. Oh, is she Doctor? Hangs up straight away. Oh, you oh. dirty man! And she, and again, she's she's sad, but you know she gets off. But she goes back to his flat, which is a bit sneaky. She sneaks in, she's cleaning all up, but she finds this um, box of press clippings of her, and this for various reasons gives her a lady boner. Yeah, huge lady boner because <laughs> <laughs> it's press clippings of herself. Oh, that's so cute. He's looking out for me and all of this. No, it's he's like, stalking no, the shit no. out of me. But but she okay. So he's stalking her. She's jumped into his house after they're broken up I love the whole like <laughs> cleaning the flat sequence though because she cleans the flat she finds she's like literally with the rubber gloves dust pan and brush the whole nine yards and then what does she do she gets the lovely clean mirror that she's just cleaned to make it look nice and clean and puts lipstick all over the bastard thing <laughs> they're proper going with like like she's turning into like if this is single white female this is the moment where you realise ah she's off the meds <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's make this film instead. You know, Diana coming down from really high painkillers. Like I said, she already, she's already had that Sharon Stone basic instinct moment in the film. Let's get the ice pick and the, you know, I know it's mixing up Esther has films, but, you know, and also, oh, do you have a bunny rabbit nearby? It doesn't so, paint Diana in a good light. This it doesn't paint anybody in no. a good light. Yeah, because one minute she's like the domestic goddess and Anthea Turner. And then, I mean, well, still, then still, it turns out he's quite psychopathic, like normal Anthea Turner. When breaking when into his Turner, house. When Anthea Turner did that, I remember I was working at HMV at the time, and they did have a DVD where she's in like a, she's on all fours with the with the glove with the rubber gloves on, and like a. Like, and I must admit, at one point I had a dream, and I woke up and going, if thank I had seen said, that, thank God, if, God I said dream. See, if I hadn't seen that DVD cover, that would I would never have expected me to think of that one. I must admit, I never thought of Anthea Turner in that way. I really just thought you were going to say, I was in HMV, I just had to go to Stockroom and just look, knock one out. I really, I really wanted to get fired. Okay? <laughs> I had some alone time. That, that last, I watched so much Big Brother and got nowhere. <laughs> I was done mentally, physically. I was spent. Anyway, so because of the press clippings and her retired in the house, this move worked. Uh, when he got back in, they share a glass of wine, they get back together, and they bang. Ah, uh, sorry. With the line, I'm a princess, I can get what I want. Oh, Sassy I Diana. would slam the fucking door in her face Now, if, if they were, again, no, the wouldn't. movie trailer, no, that should have been the last line in the final trailer. I'm a princess. I get what I want. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, atomic blonde. <laughs> <laughs> the next line I got there on here, um, and I'm quite proud of this one. Upon his somewhat disappointing orgasm, Tony Blair is elected. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a great idea at the time, but so, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. They're in bed together and they're just saying, oh, Tony Blair's won, yay, this is going to change everything. And they have this big conversation about how they, the love is so deep there, but Diana has to meet his family. 
but they can't go together, so she has to go on her own. Mm. And ta- taxpayers so money there, that's <laughs> And it's at this part of the film where, in the rom-com version, she has trouble finding like a little tuk-tuk taxi. Yeah. <laughs> she's yes, wearing the yes. wrong like <laughs> ethnic dress, and she's like falling into like cow dung and all sorts. Oh, she's right. there. She's there in a bikini, and the press office just going no. And it's about as culturally sensitive as Sex and the City too. <laughs> yeah, I'll that one. You think Diana would have liked Sex and the City? Think, I don't care. It's so like my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such Miranda. <laughs> Oh, there we go. She's playing um, Ditsy Diana. It's Miranda, Miranda Hart. She's playing, she's playing Ditsy Diana. We've got no a crumbs! <laughs> I was an, as we say, royal. Someone from Pakistan speaks like Urdu to her, and then she just turns to the camera and pulls the Miranda Hart face. Ooh. <laughs> Hello! Didn't we use the own you? Oh. <laughs> wow. And then, wow. And then she falls over. <laughs> Pretend she's riding a horse. Giggle, 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 giggle. She's riding giggle. backwards. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of Charles. <laughs> and then she looks at the teeth. No, that reminds me of Charles. <laughs> so then she's out there meeting the family. The family love her, apart from the mother. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, eventually it's kind of brushed over. Yeah, just they yeah. can't even be asked to make any sign of arc or change. <laughs> really she just goes, like, oh, I mo- thought you hated me. Yes, but I've been in this film for five minutes and that's yeah. more than enough time to cover this part. You know what? You seem to be all right playing cricket. It's but the fine. Mo- but the mum did have a fairly good speech in this about how, you know, basically the British used to, you know, own them. And, and yeah, um, but you can apply that to everything. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of agrees because there's this big speech. And then it just kind of goes, ah, we're back in London now. <laughs> and they're back They're back here having another bang. Of course they are. Um, but the trip has confirmed that she wants to live abroad. She wants to get out of this crazy town and get out into the open air. And he would agree as well. They're going to move away together, basically. That's the little plan in the back of their head. And then they bang. And we next have as montage of Diana saving the world. Basically, just going everywhere. Even to the point, she's talking about her ideas for making North and South Korea friends again. <laughs> Friends again. <laughs> Way to whittle down series even, of like. Mike checks out. Even, number four. <laughs> even even Donald Trump's going. You know, you've greatly oversimplified this situation. <laughs> it's a lot more complex than that. <laughs> even you can't anger the little rocket man. No. You can't get him angry. No. You have to be really diplomatic, like me, but, Donald. But she, but there's a big one side. Anyway, basically. you can't talk. You're an American six. <laughs> My wife is an American ten, a Russian four. <laughs> My daughter. Let's not get into that. The montage of Diana literally saving the world, going around everywhere, and just su- healing people. The Superman theme. A little bit like Jesus with the leopards. She managed to the leopards. Le- the the leopards. Fucking cure the leopards. You will be fast as shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost a leg. Get it back. You know what I mean, and you do listen. I don't think you did. Again, in this and though bit... the Lord did changeth their spots, <laughs> <laughs> tigers shall be stripes, leopards shall be spots, and verily they were. <laughs> My next two notes are: I've checked out, I've lost interest, and grr. <laughs> I've got one. Like. Diana, at one point in the sequence, uh, meets a blind man in Italy. Oh, and, yes, yes. And declares her love for the Doctor. Yeah. Is he asked? Basically, when she's, she's meeting the blind man, 
and she, she he's feeling the face and he's going oh my god it's a oh. face I'll be honest you're an Italian five <laughs> <laughs> this must be a royal face how do you know unless you're wearing a crown unfortunately when Silvio Berlusconi tried a similar tactic <laughs> but I'm suddenly blind no Silvio you're only allowed that three times a year and you've used them up already Silvio, it's mid-February Silvio that's not her face <laughs> That's the thing, there is no great romance to this whatsoever. There is no sense that these people have any chemistry, that they have any love, no. that there's any reason that she fell in love with him, that there's any reason he fell in love with her. There's nothing. He's the rebound guy. You don't marry the rebound guy. <laughs> that, you don't that's go like the rebound guy's parents. But that's what the friends are telling her in our, in our version of it. Is, though, I guess Diana was kind of Charles's rebound guy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh damn! Yeah, that got deep. Yeah. Oh no, he didn't, etc. <laughs> I hate that phrase, didn't. didn't. Since when did did not require two apostrophes? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, we're back on form. <laughs> <laughs> While Dan is being Jesus too, um, the, the doctor electric boogaloo. <laughs> That's the best thing he's going to say all the podcast. Thank you. And uh, the doctor is back in the flat and he has a phone call and he's offered a big doctor's job in Boston again. <laughs> this upsets the doctor for reasons because he can't leave London. Oh, but she wants to leave London. He can't leave London. Oh, no. So the doctor is angry about this and he goes for an angry fag. <laughs> and, the, and it's raining, of course it is. Uh. So he's having his angry cigarette and then he runs to the palace and then they bang. <laughs> And Mike skips. You're the page. making it sound like it's nine and a half weeks. I do not recall this much uh, <sighs> banging. <laughs> There's a lot of banging. I think a Mike made banging. a lot of this up in his mind. Yeah, I think you tried to make this much more exciting. I'm bored. More sex. <laughs> I had to watch this in a fair amount of detail, pausing every five minutes to write the notes. <laughs> pausing every five minutes to think about the fantasy so- sex situation. I'm, that I'm, I'll be no, I'm sorry. If you're running there, it's this big romantic situation. Again, it's the rom com. They're running in the rain. He runs to her. It's like Diana, Diana, and she forgives him. And then the course are gonna have a. Anyway, it doesn't matter because Diana's got the kids for the weekend. Yeah. The doctor now has to decide whether he wants Diana or to be a doctor. So they meet in a park because, of course, you know, he uh, loves her. She loves him. Can they, can they be together? Can they make it work? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's been beautiful. <laughs> They've had this big shouty route and they're broken up. For the last time, we assume, maybe. But anyway, but Diana runs away from the park. Back to the back to a palace and play some angry piano and has a cry. Oh, okay. So this is where I did storms. Diana storms home after breakup to play piano. Angry piano. feet, no less. And it wasn't even jazz piano. Has she learned nothing? We've all been in that position. We got dumped by a Pakistani hard doctor and we've run home and just played play piano. piano. <laughs> Just angry, wet and annoyed. And, and then she truly was the people's princess. <laughs> and then she has a cry. And then we get the montage of her being upset. Oh, she goes proper like midlife crisis. And this, this is point, this is the she? all by myself bit. Yeah, it really is. So she's there on the sofa. Just no, but lounging. this is like, like the previous one was all by herself in like. But this is all by herself in like a minor key, or like oh, or like oh. or like being covered by nine inch nails. The oh, instrumental version. Do 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 do. Having a cry on sofa. So she goes to a rave. Turns the telly on and forgets about. I didn't know if this was a dream sequence or not. Yeah. Did she go to a rave? Did she confront a wife beater? Slash possible pimp? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've got this down. I don't know about this bit in the slightest. I think. Was it a dream? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. 
You'd think he would be in the news more. Diana went to a rave. Diana versus the dealers. Diana versus Chav. (laughs) Diana, not on my streets. So, Diana, she can't see her kids. She's all alone. Uh, The money has stopped rolling in because she's now officially separated with Charles. What does she do? She goes on a yacht. I'm so (laughs) bored at this point. Is this this where she finally rings up Dodie, who's just the guy she's left hanging on a string? The plot device that is Dodie Alfire. So, Dodie... Dodie's off in Italy on a yacht. He's been he's been trying to call Diana for weeks on end. Come to the yacht. No, I'm seeing a doctor. Come to the yacht. It'll be fine. No, come to the yacht. I'm so bored. Anyway. This is where, and this is also where it's like a proper like. It starts to paint her death as inevitable, like it, she knows it's going to happen because she's but, like, my life finally has yeah, purpose yeah, again. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just oh, don't. Fucking, so had... why don't you just cough into a tissue? It's so bloody obvious that you're going to die. Oh, the best death ever. I don't know if you've seen um, Straight Out of Compton. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible because he goes from a bit of a cough to AIDS in yeah. two scenes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You're right there, mate. Yeah. No. Fine, I... fine. Falls over. You've got AIDS. Oh, uh, God. But they, had to, but they do that, but it's not like they can't do it like that. It's just. So what they do mm. is they like uh, she's in a car and the driver's a bit recklessly fast with the driving. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And later on, when she gets into the car, you see that his hair is slightly unkempt. Like that's shorthand for it's the drunk driver. <laughs> oh man, that's as fuck. She's and on, the, with Dodie. She's on the yacht. She's calling the press person, and it's just one camera taking pictures. They agree a time and place. So she's playing the media. Diana, she be smart. But um, so you know, so there's pictures of the yacht. They're quite famous. They were knocking around. And then anyway, after the yacht, she goes off and saves the world again. Yeah. And then she stops a lady lady who is grieving. Right, she's back in the UK. She's miserable. Um, doctor calls. She's ignoring. They're both ignoring each other because oh, it's unrequited love. I don't know. Again, I just don't give two shits. She goes back on. A, yeah, I'm just going to skip through this bit. <laughs> <laughs> she goes back on a trip with Dodie. Press everywhere. Oh, and they're banging that's on the, the windows. About, like, oh, again, no. my mate who's the conspiracy theorist. He's like, they reckon she was pregnant with Dodie's child. It's like. Dodie was her piece on the side. Mm, Dodie was a keys to a yacht. That's yes. all that Dodie was to her. Dodie was the merely mo- money man. The money yeah. was the money was dried up. He had cash. Back to the back to the rom com. So the dishy doctor's back in the UK and he sees the pictures of them on the yacht having a kiss. Oh no, but I still love her, but we can't be together. Throws oh. the newspaper in fury again. In the rom com version, I'm pretty sure Dodie would be just like some sort of muscle head Guido. Yeah, Dodie would be played by a pre frame Bradley Cooper or something like that. <laughs> Dodie would be played by, um, oh, who's the actor that was in Trooper? Joe. I know who you're talking about. Please be responsible. Joe Mantagliani or whatever his name is. That's the one, Joe Mantagliano, (laughs) Manucci, fellow with the pecs. Yeah. That would be Dodie in the rom com version. And Mohammed Alfai would be annoyed that it wasn't him that was playing. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted this man. He looked just like me. (laughs) Look, we're like twin. What, you mean like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? No! <laughs> Why everyone keeps saying that? Diana, trick with Dodie. Doctor Sad sees pictures of papers of them necking. And then Diana is in cahoots with the media the whole time. She's so clever. Ah, oh, no. Words got out. Press everywhere. Nightmare. You can tell my notes really, really skipped it here. But now Diana has to go to a trip to Paris. Oh! <gasps> 
And the doctor is just staring at the phone at this point, you know. I love how <laughs> just he... waiting it for it to ring, pleading it for it to ring. When it shows that like the skyline shot of Paris just after, mm. and it, they make it deliberately look as ominous as fuck. Well, uh, there it is. So at the beginning, we said that the I was there. Was... It was quite bright that day. <laughs> so the doctor... another another historical inaccuracy. <laughs> it was a cool twenty-three degrees. <laughs> that and the Burger King. That's what I checked out. <laughs> So the doctor is staring at the phone. Do I call her? Do I not call her? Do I call her? I love her. Do I call her? I don't know. Diana is... This is uh, it goes back just, to the original, said... original at the start of the scene where she's tying herself up to go to this event and she leaves the phone in the hotel. Uh... She goes down the corridor. The stopping to stare is when he calls. If that's oh, not true again, that's such horseshit. Anyway, anyway <laughs> then, then she did. Uh, <laughs> and don't, don't forget though they, they also filmed the, the driver at the time going and that brings us to anyway so there we go and then it she's died the apocalypse. Diana's died sad doctor has called he leaves a voice message but she's left the phone there blah 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 and he goes to put flowers by the palace I love as well when he runs away. into uh Poundland Paul Burrell, as I keep calling him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah, yeah. in Black Mirror yeah. recently yeah. in Red yeah. Sparrow. I just love as well the idea of Paul Burrell. He doesn't look very sad. No, he's no. thinking, there's at least one reality show bubbling up in my head <laughs> right now. Give it, give it two years, I'm in the money. He's yeah. still there thinking, let's see, ashtrays, now that she's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was putting things into the top left-hand drawer. <laughs> sorry, a young sorry. woman died. Some kids lost their mum. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm. it, it's and, and a nation lost its fucking mind for a few weeks, and it was you know that is what's and that's the thing that's what makes it so sad that this true tragedy they can't do any justice to in an incredibly not even it doesn't even strive to mediocrity. It's but just fact- but it's not even like but it's not even kitschily awful. It's not like Mommy Dearest, No Hanging Wires, or anything like that. Mm. There is nothing to recommend this film. You like you you've tapped out about five or six times. Uh, five times I, yeah. I, I I was able to sit through all of Revolver. I was able to sit through all of On the Buses. It didn't take two goes on that. This took two proper goes, and I I, I was really seriously considering a, a like stopping again but it was like there was about maybe 25 minutes but, left so I thought okay I can power through this like this is just not worth anyone's time effort it's, it's an insult to Naomi Watts it's an insult to the director who made these other really good films and it's an insult to Princess Diana and this Pakistani up, heart surgeon and everyone but you bring up the fact it's even made is disrespectful it's cashing in on people's grief but yeah but it's not even cashing in in a kitschy entertaining way if, that's the thing Like, let's, let's get on with this like the second bit could you make a good version of this film you've either got to go down one of two routes you've got to go down really bad taste kitschy like like offensive as fuck like if Trey Parker and Matt Stone made I mean it. we've done it with the musical we've written like, uh, starring <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. that would be right. something you know and, and like or you there will be a good movie made about Princess Diana she's too iconic a figure to not have more films made of her but the wedding would be more be, interesting they'll need to be distant and think... I think you could do it like the, the recent Jackie Kennedy film with Natalie Portman oh, I didn't decent. think that was a great film but it was, it was decent it was decent and like again, it was like more of a like a, a mosaic look at her, like from a fractured look from different times and perspectives and everything. Yeah, I I, th- I think that's the one way you could really improve this. Is just not focus on those two years. Don't just do a straight mm. narrative and try and tell a love story. Or if you're gonna tell a love story, get better, not better actors, but do a better script for the good actors to make something mm. from. Mm. Tell a f- tell the full story of her life if you're gonna do it like that. If you ask me. 
No, it was already two hours. No, Fuck that. no, no, but you, you can you can then cotton. Do it, but do it, but like I said, do it in like a fractured the, way of you dip in and out in various stages of it. Like, not just do the Dewey Cox walk hard. You know, like I said, there is those moments of like, oh, let's go to Paris. I feel like my life has finally found some purpose to it. But the, let's hope nothing bad happens now. But the interesting bit would be the marriage, like the pre-marriage, because it's, I don't know if it was it wasn't arranged, but it was it was arranged in all intents and purposes. There was no real it's love like, it's there. Like, cr- but, but again, I think like Diana was the last of that breed, like the inbreds. Catherine, well, yeah, I guess, mm. but also. Prince William was able to choose the woman that he loved. It's obvious that Charles is now with the woman that he'd always yeah, loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because when Prince, pretty, when, no one ever lie, when Prince William was born, like within weeks or months or something, there were newspapers saying these are potential brides for Prince William. It's like that. And that was what that was what Charles and Diana were. They were the last of this yeah, thing. Like they famously, yeah, yeah. when they were being interviewed by TVAM or something, and they say, "But you're in love," and Charles went, "Whatever love is," mm. you know, like they were the last of that breed, and probably like as harsh as it sounds. Probably something as emotionally shattering and devastating to William and, and Harry of losing their mother is probably what maybe had to force them to be more emotional than the royals are ever supposed to be or allowed to be. Like you see in, in the Queen film, Prince Philip thinks, oh, well, let's just take them to shoot some ducks. That will sort out. There's never, been a, men. there's never been a dead relative that hasn't been sold by killing a pheasant. <laughs> to be fair, I also subscribe to that view. <laughs> oh, completely. <laughs> My nan died. What am I going to do? I'm going to fucking take out some birds. I play Duck Hunt on the NES. Does that count? Uh, I went on a, um, stag weekend and like uh, this weekend and some of the activities was like this you know outside adventure thing I got to lob axes at trees that's my favourite thing ever if everyone's stressed get, a lot, get an axe lob it in a tree well, we I don't know if that will solve like your mum dying but you know who, maybe knows? who, knows? who, who knows? knows I won't know until my mum dies so hopefully that's a long way away from I'm going to buy a tree I'm going to buy an axe there we go <laughs> this was the first big in quotation marks story of the most famous woman of the 90s who still means like, Jerry Halliwell <laughs> but like people oh, she happen. thought she was going to inherit that mantle didn't she <laughs> <laughs> she probably had a tiara made all ready for it you know what was good about this film to give it some justification um, it was shot well in fairness you know none of the camera was on the floor they got the, the, lighting they got the faces was uh, they got all the faces the words were said mostly and Tom do you have anything you can add I would argue that Naomi Watts' performance was the best that she could do with what she was given. Yeah. I think this, there was problems with like the scripts. There was problems with a lot of the direction. She even said herself, it was like being on a sinking ship. Mm. So considering that's how the experience was during filming, when you look back at her performance, you do go, okay, respect, you tried to do what you could. Well done, you're a competent actor. Yeah. Uh, I will say that even when she went to Pakistan, like uh, the man being from Pakistan was a relatively minor thing. He was able to just act as a character that didn't have anything particularly. They they didn't do anything to the, my memory of it. They didn't do anything dodgy and and inappropriate. Or... Yeah, like he didn't have to be a stereotype. So I guess he wasn't presented. He was pre- he wasn't presented as some weirdly mystical exotic. I guess maybe that was what she saw, but you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, you're not going to do a montage of representations of Asian people in film and go. <laughs> At least it wasn't Peter Sellers. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't going. Goodness gracious me! When he found out that she'd got like, 
she likes heart surgery or anything. But that's was... but that's a really that's as I I, I I think that's what this was the hardest experience out of the three we've watched so far. Oh, I'd watch on the so buses far, yeah. all the time, all, all day, every day. I'd watch on the buses over this. I think it doesn't even have ambition. That's the thing. Like Revolver had ambition, and that's what made it laughable. This was just a slog. I don't think it. It, it, was it thought the ambition was the title. The ambition was we're going to make a film about Diana, but we don't want to offend anyone and we don't want to risk anything. Weirdly, because of the Queen, which would, like I said, be a weird double bill after this to watch. It's like how you could watch the Post and then all the President's Men, and it's telling the story, the same story continuation. So you could watch Diana and then watch the Queen, and that's then what's happening from the Queen's perspective. And I think that film actually probably helped towards the the great image that the Queen now has. Because like like following this, it was like, did Diana steal her thunder, basically, and was this the end of the royal family? So if the royal family had still remained persona non grata and we hated them to this day, like a lot of the public did at that point in the nineties, and some of us still do, then I think this would have been a different film. I think they would have shown the royal family and they would have depicted them as as venal and, and crass, like like how um like how um uh, Madonna apparently portrays them in WE which is a stay tuned that is a future episode for us oh god no please god no, no, no. we've had Guy Ritchie I don't want to see Madonna's or, or, or well. how George V is not painted particularly well particularly kindly in the King's Speech you know they're, 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 they're a gaping hole in this film and they don't have the courage of any convictions to either portray them positively or negatively. And if you were looking at it through Diana's perspective, they would be portrayed negatively. And I think they were too scared of what that could be to include them in this film. Instead, the more just uses like a plot, uh, plot device. Yeah, yeah. They're nowhere to be seen. It's like really, it's like a huge chunk of this film has been taken out, and they're trying to piece something together out of the remnants mm. by making a big story out of something that didn't feel like it was a big story maybe it was maybe this truly was the most all that Diana was thinking about for the last two years of her life but I got no sense of that in this film no I didn't believe it for a second hey you don't watch that watch this uh Lady Macbeth yeah I think that's a really I thought I thought the Queen was going to be my suggestion but then when you brought up Lady Macbeth that was a great choice to explain it to the listener who might not have seen it it's a recent film uh, you get your explain it best okay uh, starring an up and coming actress called Florence Pugh she is superb it, she's about to play Paige in the yes, story yes, of yes, the, yes. the WWE so I don't know why <laughs> directed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, always <laughs> producer. He's giving up his jazz. He's on his days off from his jazz. Directed by Stephen Merchant. Yes, yeah. yes. It's very. It might not be good, but but, I'm, I'm, but she is isn't great. Nick Frost playing a dad. Yes, yeah. and I think uh, uh, Lena Headey is playing her yeah, mother. She's a, yeah. I think based on a Russian uh, short story from the 1800s, but they transplanted it to Britain, and it's about a young woman. Being forced into a marriage mm. uh, with a with a man about the town who doesn't but, seem to be in love with her that much, hmm. being left to her own devices and causing scandal. And she doesn't so, take any shit. She doesn't take any <laughs> shit. <laughs> you want to say about Princess Diana maybe being shown to be selfish in places like that? Mm. They they don't. You know, this is a great character piece. It was one of the best British films I saw last year, uh, right up there with like God's Own Country and the Death of Stalin, and you know mm. that, that you know. So that's that's our recommendation. Don't sit through Diana. Don't. For the love of God, watch Lady Macbeth instead. Wait or for, the Queen if you feel like it. Wait for a or better if, version to come along in or, the near future. Or go for a walk. Yeah. Have a packet of crisps. Yeah. Uh, wait, play tennis. Wait um, twenty years. Anything. So yep, yeah, that was Don't Watch That Watch This. And this has been Best of Worst of British. If you want to follow us on Twitter, that's 
Bobob Pod. That's B O W O B Pod. Uh, you can also like our Facebook account for Best of Worst of British. You can follow me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple N. You can also put an at gmail.com at the end of that and give us some email thoughts about what you felt like watching this catastrophe of a biopic. And when the days of the Bob biopic happens, <laughs> I dread to think who's cast in our place. <laughs> Just three lads sitting around the table for an hour. <laughs> they want the real deal, Tom. How can they get in touch with you on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Bebos? <laughs> the Bebos? The Bebos, yeah. If you want to uh, give me a little tinkle, you can do over the ivories. Um... <laughs> Play you a song on, <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> I will appear as if by magic. You can hunt me down on the internet. Uh, I'm at Twitter, uh, Tom Hodkinson, uh, Tom spelt with an H because it just is. Um, you thought and- it would impress Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook doing the same situation and on uh, the Instagram with the same names. You can also hunt me down as part of a double act. With Mr. Michael Bell. That's me! And we are the Kamikaze Club. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and the like. At the Kamikaze Club, not Kamikaze Club, because Kamikaze Club is a J-pop band. Uh, really? They aren't very good. Yeah, yeah. That seems in bad taste. It's um, um, that'd be like a British boy band called the Brown Shirts. I mean, or something <laughs> like that. I mean, they're not good. <laughs> but if you'd like to follow me, uh, I am at Michael Bell eighty six, or on Instagram if you like pictures of bearded gentlemen. Uh, I do. Just me, just a bearded gentleman. It's uh, a very unique selling point. It is uh, at Moon on a Stick. But we have been the best of the worst of British podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, join us next week where we will be watching a film. <laughs> no! I don't know, because it's called Bullseye, and I would recommend you watch the TV show instead of the film. Yeah, it's, um, well, we've done this joke several times, but it's a comedy? <laughs> that will be yeah. a running. I think that'll be another one for the t shirts. Yeah. Comedy? I, I assume there's a joke in there somewhere. I don't. I mean, if you if you are watching along, just top up your you know antidepressant before watching. Uh, it's truly dreadful. Have several gins before. I've just remembered it now. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best, the worst, of British, and we've just spent the last hour or so basically taking the piss out of a film and filmmakers and script writers and script editors and best boys and camera people. But they've made a film. We haven't. This week, at work, in my real-life job, I work with children, a six-year-old child came to me and poked me in the belly, going, boop, and then asked the question, Mr. Bell, are you pregnant? Yes, I got mugged off by a seven-year-old. <laughs> I've gone vegan! I've lost weight! <laughs> Super Broadway fan! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>